Aloha from Hawaii. I am Vagabond. And today we're going to talk about some delicious Hawaiian food. You guys are going to absolutely have your mouths watering by the time we're done. So let's get started. Hawaii is a place that more and more is becoming known for delicious cuisine and delicious food. And you may not know it, but I'm sure that you've had some Hawaiian food before. And if you haven't, (laughs) we need to change that. The first thing I want to talk about is poi. Uh, Poi is one of the most misunderstood of all the Hawaiian foods, and um, it gets a little bit of a bad rap, but let's talk about what it is. The Hawaiians had a a limited uh, food range. The foods that were here prior to contact made by Captain Cook uh, were, there were a few foods, and one of the most important was kalo. Kalo is like a Hawaiian potato. Uh, It's a starchy food. They didn't have rice. They didn't have potatoes. They had kalo. Uh, Taro is what most of the world calls it in Hawaiian. It's kalo. And kalo is considered to be the older brother of the Hawaiians. Uh, They believe that God made taro and then created the Hawaiian people. Now, poi is made from this, and what typically is done is the the quorms, the the sort of root stem of the plant, uh, which is produced in a terraced uh, wetland agriculture. Um, This thing is put on a basalt pestle, and uh, then a stone mortar called an ulu is used to grind it down into a thick sort of paste. You have two, one finger, one finger poi is so thick that you can use one finger, it's about like peanut butter. Two finger is going to be a little bit less thick. It'll be kind of like a yogurt, not a Greek yogurt, mind you, but a regular yogurt, so it'll be a little drippy. And then three finger poi would be um, even a little bit thinner than that. And, you know, the thicker the poi, the fewer fingers required to scoop a sufficient amount to put in your mouth. That's how you judge it. Uh, The other thing is one day, two day, three day poi and seven day poi. Uh, Poi would ferment uh, in the open air from the yeast that's in the air naturally and if you're a local uh, person or a Hawaiian person or a person that's been here for a while, you probably like your poi a little bit more sour. If you're a person trying poi for the first time, you probably want to get as fresh a poi as you can. Now, when you look at it, it's going to look like this creamy, delicious dessert. And you're, you're going to look at it as kind of a, a purple plumish color. And you'll go, oh, it must be so delicious. And you'll taste it. It's not. It's basically like mashed potatoes without any seasoning. I mean, that's one way, or I've heard also people say it tastes like uh, grade school paste. If you're of a certain generation, you'll know exactly what that means. Uh, It's basically a bland, starchy um, stuff. Now, the reason for that is because the Hawaiians didn't have a whole lot of spices here to preserve their food with. They had salt, and so poi bleaches the salt out of other foods and allows you to taste the flavor of both. At least that's in my experience the way to do it. I like to take my lomi lomi salad, which is a salted salmon, tomato, and onion salad, uh, and just mix that right into my poi. Sometimes I get some stink eye when I do that. Sometimes people look at me and sort of nod like it's okay. So I think it's a little bit like pineapple on pizza. Everybody has their preference. Pineapple on pizza, by the way, is the right preference. Um... (laughs) I don't know if I want to wade into that debate, but there it is. Um, And think about who you're talking to here. Uh, So that is poi. The other thing poi goes really good with is Kahlua pork. And Kahlua pork is also pretty heavily salted. Uh, Now, Kahlua is actually the cooking method. So Kailua 
um, is a town in on windward Oahu, and Kailua Kona is also a region and town over on the Big Island of Hawaii. Kalua is a Mexican liqueur, and Kalua, in as in Kalua pork, is actually a cooking method. It's a way of cooking, and typically what was done was a big pit was dug lined with stones, big fire with kiave wood, burned in it all day, um, lots more stones put in that fire and heated up, the stones pulled out, maybe another fire next to that fire, heating up those other stones, that would be kind of the smarter way to do it, but I've seen it done both ways, and then the fire scooped out, some of the, some of the charcoal and wood left in, wet banana leaves put in and taro leaves and then a pig just dropped in there covered with more wet wet leaves and then the stones put on top more fire built on top of that the, the uh, dirt put over that and it's left all day and when it's pulled out oh my god people rave about Kahlua pork and there's a reason but there's a lot of restaurants that say they're serving Kahlua pork when they're cooking some, serving something that was cooked in an oven and if it's not cooked in an emu a pit oven then it's not really Kahlua pork although people do make some pretty delicious um, Hawaiian pork maybe they should call it anyway uh, pork was one of the foods that was brought here by the native Hawaiians when they came here um, so pork has a long history here and it's used um in a lot of different dishes. Now, in World War II, there wasn't really all that much pork because of food rationing and meat rationing. So what was available was what the GIs didn't want. And what the GIs didn't want was spam. They had lots of it. It's made in Wisconsin. But you know what? Here in Hawaii, we eat more of it than all the other states combined. Other places, people go, ooh, spam, canned meat. In Hawaii, people go, oh, spam. <laughs> We got a bunch of different varieties here. We've got teriyaki spam, uh, low sodium spam, turkey spam, uh, spicy spam, Tabasco spam, uh, smoky spam. The list goes on. There's like 10 of them. And a few years ago, people were actually like smoky spam. Uh, it sounds like you'd smoke it. Uh, people were actually stealing spam from the stores and using it to buy drugs with because it was like a black market currency. I'm not making that up. You can Google it. It's funny. I know. Um, so stores had to start locking up spam like they do, you know, razor blades and stuff. Okay, so uh, spam gets used in a lot of things. In fact, you go to McDonald's for breakfast here and you'll see uh, spam eggs and rice, Portuguese sausage eggs and rice, and Simon all on the breakfast menu at McDonald's um, because we like that stuff. Now, the most popular spam food is probably the spam musubi. Musubi comes from Japan. Uh, and it's basically like a, a sushi um, hand roll. Um, but the Spam Musubi is a slab of Spam, some sushi rice, all wrapped up in a big piece of seaweed. And you eat it just, you know, just like a sandwich. Delicious. It's absolutely great. Even if you don't like Spam, you'll still like it. And if you really don't like Spam, you can get it with tuna. You can get it with uh, veggies. You can get it with salmon. Um, you can get egg also, an egg Musubi. But Spam egg Musubi, oh, that might be the one to go. So let's move on to a little bit more about um, a food that was brought here by the Japanese, another one. And this is one of the local favorites. Everybody loves this, shave ice. In Hawaii, we have a local language called pidgin. Uh, it's Hawaiian Creole. It's a real language. And, you know, 
Hawaiians didn't have any D's in their language, and when you talk pidgin, it doesn't really sound good to use a D. So nobody says shaved ice, and for God's sakes, don't call it a slush puppy or a snow cone, because it's not. It's shaved ice. The Japanese have been doing this for thousands of years. Hawaii put a little different spin on it. So we put a scoop of vanilla, locally made ice cream in the bottom, the shave ice on the top, and then you get uh, local cane sugar syrups with local flavors like lilikoi, mango, guava, pineapple, um, lihing, which is a, a Chinese plum that's like ground up um, and sort of sweet sour salt. And you get these local flavors all poured on the top of that shave ice. And then you put a little sweetened condensed milk over the top as sort of a flavor binder. And oh, it is delicious. You're going to love it. Really? But yeah, so it's shave ice, no D, because uh, it doesn't sound right to go, oh, bra, like a cacao, some shaved ice. No, the shaved ice. No, that's just so howly. So I'm a howly, so, you know, my, my pigeon's not great. But if you say, oh, like a, like go eat some shave ice, like a cacao shave ice, maybe just go, go get some shave ice. <laughs> but don't call it shaved ice. Um, by the way, a howly's a white person. It's a. Uh, it's okay if people call you Howley. It's just a way of describing, you know. In Hawaii, we don't get too hung up about race, although sometimes people get more hung up on it than others. Um, but for the most part, if you're a Howley, no big deal. If you're an effing Howley, it's time to leave. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if you're an effing Howley, just don't come here. Um, you make it make it bad for all of us. So anyway, you guys, that is the uh, that is my rundown on a few delicious Hawaiian foods, but I should probably tell you one more. I mentioned the Portuguese sausage, which is a big local food, but the Portuguese donut is another one that people love, the malasada, and that comes in two varieties. You've got the traditional malasada, which is like a, it's, you know, it's magic. It's not rocket science. It's fried dough covered with sugar, uh, different cinnamon sugar or maybe lihing uh, sugar, and then you can get the pau dolce, which have a sweet custard filling inside, you know, which dobosh would be chocolate. Um, uh, haupia is the, probably the best one, and that's coconut. Uh, oh, boy, all kinds of food here. So, you guys, come eat some of it. Uh, I hope you enjoy your time in Hawaii. Oh, and I, I left off the, the most important food, poke. So poke has gotten really popular in the past 10 years, which means the price of it everywhere has about doubled, which is too bad. That's the cost of fame and popularity. But poke is usually ahi, tuna, sashimi grade, uh, which means it's like the best and cut up and then marinated with seaweed. That would be limu, limu and maybe some macadamia nuts and, um, and or maybe with a spicy mayonnaise, which would be the spicy ahi poke. And by the way, it's spelled poke, but it said poke. Like, okay, poke. Um, another one that's really good is the wasabi poke. Um, so all of that, the way that you get it is, you know, if you're a local person, poke bowl is a typical, like, go-to lunch for you. You go to the grocery store, you go to a, a fish market, and you order a poke bowl. You get your rice with furikake on top, which is, like, seaweed and, um, and sesame seeds and different things. And then you get your poke on top of that, and you eat it. Now, I like brown rice because I like to watch my health a little bit. But I have a local friend, and uh, he always teases me about that. He says, brown rice is for white people. White rice is for brown people. Maybe so, man. But I know plenty of local people like to uh, like to watch their health, too. And some brown rice is a good way to do that. But trust me, I eat enough white rice at other times that when I can get some brown rice, it's good. 
to get it. Now here in Hawaii, we eat rice pretty much every meal. Um, so it's easy to eat a lot of rice. So throwing a little brown rice in there is just some good advice to help you out. It has a little more fiber to it. It's good for your uh, your whole system, the whole thing. So anyway, you guys, I hope you enjoy some Hawaiian foods wherever you are. It's more and more popular to eat Hawaiian food uh, all over the world today. So go out and enjoy some Hawaiian food. And when you come to Hawaii, don't forget, I'm your guide. Aloha. Hey guys, if you're looking for more from me, you don't have to go far. Just go to vagobond.com and you'll find links to everything. That's V-A-G-O-B-O-N-D.com. Bond. Vago Bond. Aloha.